Hi there, welcome to Flipping the Narrative. This is the second part of a conversation on, you guessed it, atheism, because that's probably what it's titled. It probably wasn't a hard guess. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you just assume everything is about atheism. I do that, so. Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really weird to watch uh, Marley and me with that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to pull something out of it. Uh, anyways, uh Welcome to Flipping the Narrative, and we hope you enjoy. Oh, I, yeah, we'll talk. Um, we'll talk about how I had Mormons over <coughs> to my house. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes, fantastic. First, I actually have. Um, this morning, I wanted to include this in this part. We were uh, Jessica and I were were getting our our wedding invitations. We had a meeting to you know. Dan's getting married, guys. Yeah, we're getting. Ma- I'm getting married. So we had we had a meeting to look at our wedding invitations and pick out colors and things. And at the end, we saw, you know, I saw this woman. She walked up to Gwen and she said, "Oh, she's so cute." And we did the normal niceties thing. And, you know, yeah. how old is she? And it was really short. And what, she, what brand is it? What? What brand is it? What, what brand is what? What brand baby do you have? Oh, what brand? <laughs> I'm a Ford guy myself. Right. It's a Ford baby. <laughs> no. It's got a Hemi in her. <laughs> so she puts this, she slides this business card onto the table. I'm like, what, what the fuck is this woman selling that she has to introduce herself? <laughs> b- so extensively. She said, this website has a lot of, has a lot of neat videos for children on it. You could check it out. And she lifts up her hand and it's. <laughs> It's the Jehovah's Witnesses business card. <laughs> JW.org. JW.org. Yeah. It's like, oh, your baby's super cute. If you don't want her to fucking burn in hell. <laughs> it just seems so underhanded. It's like, don't right. don't come up to me with the pretense that you That's just like take a my sales baby. tactic. Yeah. Like I feel up. like it, I feel like it really discredits her whole pitch. That that's what she's right. Trying to I have sell. no intention of going to that website. I'm like, <laughs> okay, but I had Mormons to my house, right? They showed up and they said, "Is so and so here?" I'm like, "No, that's the last tenant of of my apartment." And they were super straightforward, and yeah. I let them in, and I they I had them back for like three weeks, once a week, something. To and that you effect. just invited them in? Yeah, just invited them in. They had, you know they do um, teachings or so. I don't know what they actually called it. You know they do essentially lessons in what the Book of Mormon <coughs> is about. Um, and I would absolutely not do that with this Jehovah's Witness woman because fuck that. You're not right. going to come up and tell me my baby's cute and then be like, oh, by the way. Right. The Mormons were a little bit more straightforward. Yeah. They, they were like, hey, we're with the Mormon church. We're on a, we're on a mission. How long did you talk to them for? About an hour each. I think, I think the first, really? I think the first meeting was about two hours. Yeah. Did you like get them water and coffee? Oh, absolutely. I invite, you know, it was like any other guest. You invite him in. I offered him something to eat and drink. Uh, they only accepted water. Um, which I don't think was a matter of any religious thing. They just didn't. They were. They, eat, they generally eat before they go out. I guess I don't know. They, it was. It was kind of that time of the night. Right. Anyways. Well, know, yeah. I, what time did they did they call at? Uh, it was a stereotypical. It came at dinner time. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> and then, well, it wasn't that because we eat late. So yeah, wasn't. but they don't know that. I know. Uh, like, I, what are they expecting <laughs> to have happen when they're when the family's at dinner and they come in? And they're like, hey, we just want to talk to you about some real crazy shit real quick. I know you guys are eating chicken Florentine. Do you mind if we sit down on your couch awkwardly and talk to you backwards? 
while you eat your dinner with your family. Well, they were super cool about it, which is why I didn't really worry about it. And right. then when they came back, they came at a time, you know, they scheduled with me. <clears throat> they actually had a had a tablet that they scheduled their meetings like on. Like an iPad? Yeah. Well, it wasn't an iPad specifically, but yeah, they had a, they had a tablet. <laughs> and so, you, you, oh, you willingly... I think they were using Google Calendar. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you, you willingly... Uh, schedule another appointment with them. Oh yeah, I, t- I told them, I'm you know I don't believe I definitely don't think you're gonna convince me of anything, but I'm absolutely interested. If you want to come in, um, you can have a drink. We'll talk. I'm interested in how it works. <coughs> um, do you consider yourself um, pretty firmly educated in Mormonism now? Not is it, is really. it Mormonism? I mean, it's a pitch. It's not. It's not as if they're coming in and giving you. Um, all the intricacies, although I really pushed for that. And it was actually kind of interesting. Did they try and avoid it? Um, well, <clears throat> I think I think some of them did. So over the three times, um, over the three times they came, I actually saw four, uh, what, what is it? Elders. I saw four elders. They were actually okay. like 20-something. But <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, they said they were switching, like they did a thing where sometimes someone from Fredonia would come down, they would go over, they would go and do missions with other people from surrounding communities. Okay. Um, so they said they did that occasionally. The conspiratorial part of my mind was like, I'm just getting to them. They, get, they have one guy that's like, but he made so much sense. And they would let him come and back. Then, and then they were right. And then they put him in the hole for a week until he... <laughs> No, they they seemed uh, the the one guy I'm talking about was very was very open with me. Yeah. Um. You know, I actually went to ex, <coughs> I think it was exmormon.org or something like that, and they had laid out this is what Mormons actually believe. But I said, well, obviously this is from the perspective of someone who left the church. This is from the perspective of an apostate. So, um, I want to get word. your perspective on it. Well, that's what they call them apostates. Oh. Um. So they went through, and some of them, he's like, no, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Okay. He's like, I've never even heard that. And other ones where he's like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess that would be it. And what, from what I gathered, they believe that God is, uh, was a physical person. He's a, of another world. Um, he's a celestial being. So, like, he's, um, he is an from... Alien. He's essentially an alien. Um, he <clears throat> achieved godhood in a physical form and ascended back to the spiritual plane. Did which he is where start we all come as not from. a god? Like I he was just some homie? I think it's I think it's a sort of thing where everyone has their own god until they ascend. That's the impression that I got at least. Um did you, did they talk did you talk to them about like the whole like sister wives? Oh yeah, that's totally not a thing anymore. But it was. It was, yeah. Um <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. I didn't use the word the term sister wives. I asked about. Polygamy. I don't even know if that's the actual no. term. I just really wanted to say sister wives. <laughs> I asked about polygamy, and they said, "Yeah, <laughs> our our prophet has denounced that. We don't do that anymore." Huh. Um. So, what about the? Uh, I could be wrong, but isn't like having a lot of kids kind of a stereotype of Mormons? Uh, they're they're very family based. That's like their whole thing because they believe that they are literally the spirit children of of their god um so in the spirit plane <coughs> this god has children and then the children will make a choice to come down to earth um this this was kind of hard to get clarity on because i think the whole the whole narrative is is weird but it's like yeah. to gain favor with or something it's like it was like a spiritual path it was a path to enlightenment or something to that effect it was that general idea of okay it's a good thing to do to come down and gain a physical form and, and then and then, uh, and then go come back. back up yeah 
Like a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how they explained it, like a yo-yo. Right. We're all just big yo-yos We're from all the spirit plane. <laughs> the real string theory. <laughs> so Man. That's a... God damn it. So, um, yeah, so they're really big on family. They naturally because they believe they're spirit children that we're all spirit children they think the family the core family unit is the thing and i asked them you know what's your policy on gays they're like that's a no-no is that how they <laughs> phrase it exactly yeah of course mm-hmm. of course then they just t- talk to you like you were a five-year-old <laughs> for the rest of the time oh i requested that part and it kind of turned <laughs> me on right, yeah anyways I, I don't want to get in that's i'm not going to talk about that part of it um <laughs> so no no gays um I, th- I think it's that you're not allowed to have, like, gay sex. So it's like, God loves you even though you're gay, but you're not allowed to, like, have gay marriages and a thing. I think right. it's somewhere in that area. Yeah, once you get to the butt, that's, that's where they draw the line. <laughs> no butt stuff. Um, What about, they don't drink, right? Uh, They don't drink while they're on a mission. I don't know that they don't drink in general. I think I think that's more cultural, but I'm not sure. Um, While they're on the mission, they do have strict rules. They have to be within sight of one another except while going to the bathroom um like the whole time yeah i like how long does a mission last i think they said like two years what who's all part of this um you'll generally have two people that are like partners and i don't remember if i heard this in general or if i if i discussed this with them but i think they'll generally live in a house that's like a center for the mormon church in that area (coughs) Okay. So they might be living with other partners, but they have a partner, and they're not allowed to be out of sight with that partner because they're supposed to be making each other accountable or something to that effect. Um, they, they're not allowed to watch any non-church-approved movies or material. They're not allowed to read anything other no than the media. Book of Mormon. Or, huh. you know, church, it's church-approved stuff. So they're trying... You should have tried to give them, like turn the TV on real quick. No, because I, I, when I, when they first came in, I'd, I'd known about this, or at least I'd heard about it. I'd confirmed it later. Mm. Um, but they, I had, I had a comedian on. I want to say it was Bill Burr. Of course. So immediately they were just kind of turned off by what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they're like, can we at least, can we turn this down for a minute so we can talk? I'm like, I'll just turn it off because I, I was trying to be polite. Right. They weren't allowed to watch it. And, <laughs> I feel like the polite thing to do is just shut it off when you had company, man. Well, it, it was literally as they were walking in, he said asshole. And they were like, oh. oh. They weren't visibly. They were. It was a very subtle thing. Right. Where they were visibly uncomfortable. But you can read, you can read micro aggressions. Micro expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I'm so glad I picked up that skill. Wow. That's, that's intense, man. Yeah, so I've I mean, never had that happen to me. No, I've never had. I want. I welcome it. I think it would be fantastic. I think I would hopefully react in the same way that you did. I think it would be fantastic, but probably not with a Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Well, I, I I did have one Jehovah's Witness come. I was house sitting for a family friend, and they came to the door, and I I was like, they gave me a Bible and they gave me a pamphlet. And I was I was free Bible. Yeah, nice. I got a I got a Book of Mormon with from the Mormons too, and I tried reading a bit of it, and it's. It's like written in old English, even though it wasn't from a time period where people <laughs> right spoke like that. <laughs> Anyways, um, the I, I wasn't very firmly established as an atheist or anything like that. Um, I actually I was I was probably an anti-theist at when the Jehovah's Witness came. I was I was a lot younger, 
So uh, I just I was it was at your, it was at your parents' house. No, it was a, a family friend. They came to the door, <laughs> and I was basically polite enough for long enough that they would leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was about it. Right. So Jehovah's Witnesses, I've not had good experience with, but Mormons were Mormons were super nice. The one the one elder, I got the impression that he was the main elder. Um, I saw him the first and third time. Um, he was a little more. He want he really wanted to stay on track with the lessons because you know they have pamphlets and they have a certain thing that they're supposed Kinda to like do with each thing. To yeah, and he really wanted to do that. And um, <clears throat> and you were just trying. You kept trying to change the subject. And well, I wanted to know find out about the bus stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know about their beliefs. I didn't want to know about how. Like Jesus is our salvation, and like it, it was, it was the typical spiel you would expect, and I didn't want that. I wanted to talk. To you them. want to have a legitimate conversation? Yeah, I, I actually, I think one of the first things I asked them was like, "Well, do you have to go on a mission?" I said, "No, it's completely voluntary." I guess it's kind of like going to college. It's like your parents are going to be disappointed in you if you don't go to college, but <laughs> you don't have to go. And I'm like, "Well, can women go?" He's like, "They generally aren't expected to, but I don't think there's anything prohibiting them from doing it." So. Hmm. Do you feel like, did you get the impression from anything that they said that there was an inherent nature of sexism? Uh, no, no. I, uh, Jessica did, because she had watched a thing on, on Mormons and said that they, like, kept, there's some horrific thing, <laughs> <laughs> like, Mormons kept women locked in their basements or something, I don't know. Sure, hopefully. But I wasn't gonna go from... So do you have to go on a mission to, do you keep women locked in your basement? You know, there <laughs> right, was no that's natural. A, that's a hard stretch to make. And they didn't come off anything like that. So like they would keep women in a basement. Yeah. I couldn't have said anything without coming across as like, oh, but I kind of secretly believe you do this and that you're lying to me. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, the main guy was kind of uptight. And then the second guy, which I said, he was kind of the one answering a lot of the questions. He actually, he came <clears throat> with a, with a separate guy from the first. He was also on the first trip. Okay. Um, the second guy was first and second trip. So there was an overlap. You didn't. There wasn't like one specific time where it was two brand new people. Uh, no, no. Besides the first time, obviously. Right. I don't think you had any pre. Uh... Yeah. So the sec the second time was the time I got a lot of time in asking about what they believe and how, um, you know, kind of intricacies of what they believe original sin to be and their opinions on Jesus. They believe he was a prophet, for example, things like that. It seems like that would be. It seems like they're going about it the wrong way. What do you mean? Um, <clears throat> you know, it's like you. I, I feel like the type of people that they're going to get involved in, that they're going to be able to convert, are people like you who are ready and willing to sit down and have a legitimate conversation. Yeah. And I think that people like that are typically going to ask questions like you asked. Not in there, you know, they're not going to read into the, you know, the like very vague overview that you know just the bullet points or whatever they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna fall for that for the for the trick i don't know about that though i think i think at I mean, least, maybe they do it for a reason there's probably yeah i'm i'm guessing that um, maybe i'm wrong they i mean the point is to get a baptism and to get a convert right um so you think they get like paid on commission I think they they're they're encouraged to get more baptisms. Like if you can get more baptisms, it's more of a successful mission. Right. I don't know how formal of a structure that is, but I think there's at least something there. Did you ask them how often it worked? worked. Uh, they I, mean, said, I shouldn't. I feel yeah, like that kind of. Uh... Um, <laughs> around here, they said they got they got a lot of aggression. Um, there are a lot of people that would um, you know kind of shoo them off of their doorstep or be cussing them out. You know whatever. Well, I feel like there's a lot of just traditional Christians. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, those are the wrong people to 
be trying to convert to Mormonism. Right, but then, I mean, they're they're kind of doing it randomly, hoping. I think I think the hope is that you'll find someone who's kind of in an upset period in their life. I think that's a lot of conversion is oh. during a point where someone really needs something like that. Absolutely, which is kind of shitty for them to do. Yeah, but well, from their perspective, they're Helping. they're saving them, right? And they're or, teaching them the truth, or as normal people like to say, taking advantage of them. <laughs> Not that Mormons aren't normal people. Well, yeah, that was kind of a, that was kind of a, an off thing. <laughs> That's all right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a perspective thing, and it's <laughs> I do things like that because I think it helps me not be an asshole and be, think, oh well, just everyone thinks this way, and everyone has, <laughs> and people who are religious are just idiots. Just and, put like everyone in a box. <laughs> I'll totally, I'll totally get into that, and I'll like get t- fucking tunnel vision and not be able to right. function. Turn into a bull. Yeah. See red. I, I have good friends who are, who are Christians. So it's hard to talk with them sometimes about it. If I get in that mindset, cause it's like, I know you're smart. Why are you doing this? But they have their whole, you know, it's the whole complicated life. Right. Being driven into that belief. Absolutely. That's a big problem that I have is taking kids to church. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, th- I mean, and this, this again is a super broad, thing um that i hope the context will be able to justify but i don't think that you should bring children to church without their you know actual asked consent um well of course you believe that because it's (laughs) because i was given that opportunity i guess no not even just that because you believe you see it as a choice you can make as for a belief system but if you're religious you think that your kids are going to like burn in hell, not necessarily, right? But you, you know, you think you, that that's the best path for them. So do you're you just think, doing what you think you ought to do as a parent. Do you think that being religious isn't a choice? Um, like being gay. I don't think it's nearly as much as being gay. Um, I think that there's a lot of systems in place to make it less of a choice. So, right. um. You know, you want to take them young. That's that's obviously a thing. And the, if you if you look at it from the perspective of someone who is religious, absolutely, you should take them to church. Right. Um, you know, you want them to be offered that salvation, and you want them to understand. There just isn't enough. I just feel like there isn't enough of an opportunity for a kid to say, you know what? No, I don't. I don't like this. It's and it's and it ends up being this thing where you grow up with it. And then, of course, you're still going to go because it's what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a habit. And that's the that's the worst thing possible. You didn't, you didn't have any fucking choice. I mean, your religion, I feel like more than anything else in terms of, like, a defining part of your being, I think religion is definitely in the top three of, you know, something that defines you. Yeah. And the fact that, like, there's so many people that didn't have a choice in getting to choose what that defining characteristic would be is super irresponsible um, culturally and, you know, in religious culture to, I don't know, not give them a choice. I don't think that children are generally given, they're not generally incentivized to think freely. You know, we don't, we don't think that they have a lot of, they're incentivized to follow in line, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, to a certain extent, that's 
kind of a necessity in the educational system. You know, unless we're going to have every other adult being a teacher, we can't have two-on-one instruction, you know. Right. Well, so you, you have to have some control systems in place. Yeah, in the educational system, absolutely, it's a good thing. But that's where they're teaching real things that have been proven by science. Not necessarily. Well, unless you're reading those McGraw-Hill Texas <laughs> textbooks. But there's so many people <laughs> that read those textbooks. I know. Yeah. Well, fuck. All right. Here's what we do. <laughs> he has a plan we're gonna it's a real real non-specific plan we're just gonna overthrow religion okay done. overthrow the educational system done. maybe overthrow the government uh but i don't want to say that on on on, on the record no no i'll get put on a watch list oh i said oh. watch list damn it yeah we're all <laughs> we're already on a watch list yeah, I definitely. <laughs> um i've been on 4chan too much <laughs> Um, yeah, let's just overthrow everything. Yeah. And then you and me will build from the ground up, restructure, fight club. (laughs) We obviously have the great ideas to to restructure society. That's, that's, I think that's um, extreme liberalism. Just like, get rid of everything, we'll start from scratch. Come on, guys. I'm, I absolutely, I've been saying this all along. This, this election coming up. If you don't know who to vote for, don't vote and try and overthrow your government. <laughs> Let's just do it. You won't know until it's over if it works. <laughs> Which I guess is all of life. That's one of the things that um, it's only illegal if you don't succeed. Okay. If you're, Overthrowing if you get your caught. government, yeah. yeah. Not if you get caught, if you don't succeed. Oh. Like, if you don't succeed in overthrowing your government then you've just committed a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's a very black and white way to put it. I like that. Um. <laughs> I actually, I came across uh, a book that basically stole the premise of this show. <laughs> it was a little, little book of atheist spirituality. Then didn't we, didn't we kind of steal it then? I feel like oh, it was, totally. Yeah. yeah. This is not an original idea in the first place, but right. I was trying to make a joke, Jeremy. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you can't make jokes. No, it's by it's by some French guy. His name's mm, Andre. That's his name. Yeah, his name is some French guy named Andre, <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> Dictated, not read. <laughs> I have some quotes here. I don't really care for them. There's, I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna read them to you. <laughs> Are you really not going to? I'll read one of them. Oh okay, yeah, go for it. I don't. I haven't read these yet. Uh, the truth is that no one knows whether or not God exists and that many believers and atheists alike are willing to acknowledge their irreducible unknowingness, which is human humanity's destiny. Whoa. He's a philosopher, by the way, if you couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, if you couldn't <laughs> tell by the fact that he used the word irreducible unknowingness. <laughs> what a <laughs> phrase. He's got to coin that, get it in, get it in Webster's. Yeah. Um... What do you think about this? Um, I I agree with the with the general premise. I um, I think one of the things I wrote down over and over again was that the pendulum has swung too far, and that um, a lot of atheists are almost dogmatic in the way that they view it. It's like there is no God. Right. That's kind of what I've been trying to get in my head throughout this whole conversation. Is that is that atheism is a religion? Yeah, you know, which is it's it, certain people. It feels so counter counterproductive almost. 
that I mean when when you start treating your lack of a belief system like a belief system. <laughs> well, I mean there's there's conferences, there's hundreds of well probably thousands of YouTube channels. I mean there's forums. There's an entire huge community you can right. get involved. It's in. almost like a church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. You even have you even have um um, leaders, like leaders of thought who have a lot of influence on... Almost like preachers. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Hmm. So, yeah, but you, you don't think that all... I mean, yeah, obviously not all atheists are dogmatic. I don't think that I am. Like, I don't practice my atheism religiously. I think I can be dogmatic. Like, um, like I was, I was talking about how I went to the church that I play in, and I, uh, they had that whole thing about how Darwinism, like it was, a, it was an anti-Darwinist right propaganda sermon, film. propaganda <laughs> film. And at first, I was like, "Oh God, here we go." You know, I just had it in my mind that the entire thing right. was going to be ridiculous. And at the end of the day, it was I I didn't have much trouble refuting it, but it was an argument. It wasn't like they were just shooting shit out their ass, or they were just reading scripture and being like, "Well, the book says so." <laughs> <You know? laughs> Um, it was, you it felt, was you compelling felt like, to a certain extent. You felt like it was a legitimate argument against Darwinism. No, I mean, I like I said, I. I do you feel like that has anything to do with your confirmation bias? Well, of going into it already. Did I use that correctly? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, de- I definitely had a sense of oh god, this is so idiotic. Right. But at the, I, I really don't think it was. I, I could completely see where they were coming from, and I didn't agree with it. Like I said, I, we, we outlined what the argument against it was. I think it's a pretty solid one, but you know, it's, do you, was, do, you, do you think that if they said exactly what they said, but instead of it being um, said in a, probably I'm assuming calm tone of voice, he's like shouted it and like slammed his hand on the, on the stand and like, like preached it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, he was a bit of a showman. It's oh, not, he was. Oh, so it was, like no, that. it it wasn't like that. It's not the stereotypical thing. He was he was you know he's cracking jokes and um, it was it was entertaining on top of being informative. See, that's helpful. Yeah, I'd watch that shit. Yeah, you know, it's like Trump. I'll watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's not. It's nothing like Trump, dear God. Well, I mean, right? In, yeah. Uh, in premise, I I understand what you're saying. Right. The the. Uh, like you might not agree with it, but it's entertaining. Yeah, it's entertaining. It wasn't even just entertaining. I really like challenging my own beliefs and it was it was a, it was a good exercise i was sitting it. there the whole time i felt like an asshole just like no that doesn't make sense because blah 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 blah, <laughs> blah you know right and then you just stand up at the very end and you say but science and then you <laughs> drop the mic and you walk out and then he had a everyone he had, claps he had a whole thing about how much information dna held and he did he kind of he refuted the idea that DNA could have happened by chance, which by I, I think the the phrase "happened by chance" is kind of a um, a biasing thing in the first place because it's not by chance. There's forces driving it. Right. But a- anyways, um, he refuted that <laughs> idea by by using the monkeys on a typewriter and Shakespeare thing. Oh I guess God. So, I guess someone actually did the math on monkeys with with a typewriter. They would get like two sentences in. From like from the time period from the Big Bang to now, if you gave them that much time to type randomly, they would right. get like two sentences in of like of of, of, of a, Shakespeare of a, of a page of Shakespeare. 
Huh. But how do you how do you do that math? Did he actually take monkeys and well, well, give them typewriters and then just take the average? <laughs> I th- I mean you get a rate of um you get a rate of ty- a typing rate of like per character and then I don't know exactly what it is, but just a randomized yeah, algorithm. You, there's a there's an entire branch of mathematics dedicated to studying random sequences and how they can I thought you were gonna say it's dedicated to studying monkeys on typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> well apparently there's at least a study on it, right. so yeah, someone ran the numbers, and I forgot where I was going with this, Scott. <laughs> God, I hope when he did that study, he at least had one monkey with a typewriter. <laughs> if he didn't, that's just... Just assigning random numbers? You don't know. Um, so you think you can be dogmatic? Yeah, yeah. I th- with I your think... atheism. I mean, do you, do you, would, you consider, do you, would you consider what we're doing right now dogmatic? Um, there's probably there's probably been some parts in here where we've kind of poked fun, and you're kind of you're kind of assuming that you're right. And I think anything like that is dogmatic, where you're assuming that you're right. Yeah, it's for, faith. Yeah, <laughs> it is faith. I'm a very faithful person, but in I'm faithful. That... <laughs> and we talked about this last time. Yeah, you know, I'm faithful that dinosaurs existed. I'm a, I'm faithful that germs exist and that DNA exists. I've never seen any of it. I've seen cells through a microscope. Maybe that could have been faked. I don't know. Like. <laughs> You know, I'm trusting. I've trust teachers. Someone I've tried, secretly trust... just put like a really big picture <laughs> underneath uh, it, underneath it, and then slid it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, do you do you think that uh, it's possible to have faith in lack of faith? If that makes any sense, like faith, like I like being faithful that nothing exists other than life itself. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think I think that I think that faith has two meanings. Let's start with that. Faith kind of has two meanings where it can be used with like a capital F in the in the <laughs> Christian sense of the word yeah. faith. You know what I mean? And I think that we have the the lowercase f faith. Well, there's a there's a really neat thing we talked about. <clears throat> what was it? Elysier Yadowski. I don't remember how to pronounce this guy's name. Mm-hmm. Um, from Less Wrong. Uh, it was the it was the thing about making your beliefs pay rent. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was some heavy yeah. shit. Well, his blog is called Less Wrong, or there's a there's something surrounding him called Less Wrong because that that's his thing. Science isn't about being right; it's about being less wrong. Right. So <sighs> <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. So you're putting your faith in it, but kind of with the knowledge that you have a higher chance of being right, I guess. Right. Something to that. That's kind of how I understood it. You're just kind of like taking shots at the best option. Yeah. It's like, I don't know that this is going to succeed, but <clears throat> I think this is my best chance. Do you think that maybe the, the, how that kind of plays into people, you know, deciding to be Christians or deciding to be religious. Do you think that, um, it's possible that a random, there, there, there's like a specific random event that has happened to these people. Do you know what I mean? Regarding what? Just any anything like a random event that just has happened. That just so happens to happen to, uh, you know, religious people that hasn't happened to us. Oh, like kind of like an awakening moment. Yeah, I actually had that. Oh God! Yeah, and okay. then you ignored it. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. You I didn't ignore. have it for being. I didn't have it for Christianity. I had it. Um, I essentially. I feel like I started my life when I was eighteen. Okay. Because I don't 
I don't remember much of it before then. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> like, I feel like I just paid so little attention to everything and did so little that I didn't really. I don't remember a lot. You didn't really exist. Yeah, I don't feel in like I existed sense. before that. And I remember a specific <laughs> moment. Um, you know, I I was in AP history in my senior year, so we were encouraged to go kind of do research on it, on current events and things like that. Right. And I was just kind of flipping through a bunch of informational videos on YouTube. I hadn't done that before, and you know me now. That's like my that's main. That's like all thing. you do. I found a documentary on college loans, and I was. I was kind of railing against college. I'm like, I don't want to go. I didn't want to go. And I shouldn't right. have gone because yeah. I didn't want to go. Yeah, don't but go to college, kids. <laughs> I sh- Don't go to college if if you don't have any reason other than your parents wanting you to. Yes, that's the much better. Uh, I have a lot of inspiration now, and I'm going back because I have actually have a reason to. I have some path I'm, go- I'm going on anyways. Anyways, so I, I was watching these videos, and I came across one on on college and I was was railing against it and it was essentially on college loans and how they were subsidized by the government and a lot of the cost of tuition has has risen because they know that anyone can get a loan so anyone can pay for it so a lot of student debt is because of these subsidies to, to to the student loans and it was the first conspiracy theory I'd ever I'd ever heard okay and it was extremely relevant to my life Sure. And I just got so mad. I was so mad. And I, it kind of triggered this for me where I, I went into this down spiral watching all these fucking, you know, I became a truther, like 9-11 truther. Okay. <laughs> and for a while I was super into conspiracy theories and I would just like believe shit just because. Right. And I, uh, any small shred of evidence you're like. Yeah, that's it. Well, to me, it seemed really conclusive. It's like, how could that not be the thing? And I, I, I kind of had to bring myself back and train myself <clears throat> to think critically, so that I right. didn't do because I, I absolutely still have those impulses to just be like, I feel, I feel like that's a large part of that, those sorts of things. Those is like to kind of find wild accusations that have evidence that could work towards them, and yeah. it, it's like kind of like sensationalizing them. Well, the narratives are so compelling. <laughs> like we watch these movies our entire lives, and then you watch one conspiracy documentary that's like it's just like it's the just Die like Hard movie <laughs> you watched or whatever, right? Yeah, and sure. people get mad at you because you suddenly believe this thing that's fucking crazy, but you you've literally been trained to believe it your entire life, <laughs> right? Through media, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Like it's we we tell we tell our kids, oh well, that's TV, that's not real, and that's just supposed to suffice. <laughs> There's so much... Anyways, I don't want to get too into that. We can talk about that some other time. Yeah, okay. So I got into spirit science. Okay. Um, Are you familiar with this channel? I have seen it, and I'm sure I've seen a few videos, but not a... Okay, for those of you who aren't... I'm not religious about it. (laughs) For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's a a channel with this animation. It's a guy, he, um, he essentially picked up in his early 20s decided to travel around the world and make animations you know he was an animator and he was exploring i guess you would call it new age beliefs a lot of like crystals are conscious um you can affect things with your mind uh excuse me meditation is a big part of that it's a lot of adapting um buddhist belief beliefs and pagan beliefs to your own and you know they kind of take a lot of pagan gods 
and act as if they're real. Like, there's this whole thing, that, there's this hour and a half thing called the Human History Movie. And it's an alternative version of human history where, um, where different species are brought here from other planets and they each have different spiritual alignments. And, like, um, fuck? there's the <laughs> Hebrews and the Martians and they both come to Earth. And I think, God, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it is. And we know all this because Ra or Thoth has told us, like the the Egyptian god. It's like justifying this crazy thing with his other crazy thing. <laughs> I totally bought into it though. It was like such an emotional thing, right? Where I really were you at that? Were you at that moment that we talked about earlier? How uh, they're how um, like the Mormons are just looking for someone kind of on a, on the brink. I wasn't really. I mean, I. I suffer from depression occasionally, but I wasn't right. really down in the dump side. It wasn't, I guess I was transitioning from, you know, I was gra- getting ready to graduate from high school and stressing about that. Right. Um, but I definitely <clears throat> think it, it still informs my beliefs today to have gone through that and understand that the function is way more important than the justification. You're going to need to explain what you yeah, mean by yeah. that. <laughs> so... <clears throat> So people like to do what works and they'll basically justify just about anything to do it. You know, if you go to the church and you have, and the prayer makes you feel better because you're focusing on, on all of the things that you have good in your life or all the things that are going wrong. It's like articulating your problems. It's, you know, it's a healthy thing to do. So the prayer is good. That works. You justify it. You go and they have prayer requests and people can do praises and they can do, um, you know they can share their problems with a, with a small group of people, a small community. That works. You can justify it. You know okay. you have all these things that make you feel so good. They're so appealing, regardless on, on, of the actual outcome of them. Yeah. Okay. So you you justify it, and it's not a conscious thing. It's not like oh well, this is making me feel good, so I have to make it make sense. It's it, it's almost kind of like an inherent yeah natural thing to. If, what, what did what was the phrase that you used? Uh, the. the the function is much more important than the justification. Huh. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I went through. I I justified a lot of things because watching the spirit science videos made me feel good. I mean, a lot of it's just be nice, focus on the good things in your life. Um, sure. Be, be mindful of your surroundings. There's there's a lot of um, they use a lot of parables that made a lot of sense. Uh, just general life lessons. I mean, at the core of it, it's just good ideas it's just things that would probably improve if you could manage to apply them in your personal life right but then you also say that oh there's an egyptian god that speaks to me because i (laughs) i meditated so hard that i became that my spirit left my body and i flew around the world and i spoke to the spirit guy from egypt and he told me oh the human history is all wrong and the martians and the hebrews come and i think the hebrews are 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 um very aggressive in this <laughs> some anti-semitic undertones <laughs> yeah, i was going to say classic hebrews she's getting wild with it yeah i i definitely didn't didn't see it that way but yeah that's it's kind of <laughs> awful but uh yeah so okay i totally understand how people can can have that moment and mm-hmm. why it's appealing and what it does for you but for me i had to uh, Take a chill pill, getting right. know, step back and because you could probably go down a real big rabbit hole with that. Yeah, I mean, with the way that you research things, if you don't suspend your disbelief, you will believe everything. 
Yeah. Did you guys hear what he just said? <laughs> that shit was nice. I did believe anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was full on like Illuminati conspiracy. It was it was really bad, and I was I was low key about it. I wouldn't talk about it with a lot of people. Right, but, but it was. You you saw the eye everywhere. You saw the triangle. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, that, that still informs a lot of my politics, too. Like, because in that research, you come across things like MKUltra. It's an actual government program where people, they, um, they experimented. Well, the conspiracy say they, they experimented with mind control through abuse. But are you familiar with this? Vaguely. I just watched an episode of Sherlock where they, um, they do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Sherlock's a really good show, guys. <laughs> it's it's also uh, referenced in the Hunger Games. I thought it was super fucked up because I uh, I I didn't read the books. I watched the movies. Okay. Sue me. So, <laughs> I so, never read the last. I didn't, I okay. never saw or read the last one. Oh, I don't want to. Is that where I don't really give a shit? Okay, so it, there's going to be a big spoiler for the Hunger Games right here. So yeah, spoiler alert. If you like haven't seen the Hunger Games, get on it. Like it's I'm talking about the second to last movie that came out like two years ago anyways <laughs> um they oh, use, with PETA yeah with PETA never mind I know what you're talking okay. about yeah so they use the tra- they use the tracker jacker venom to essentially break down his his psyche and then associate that abuse with with Katniss right like that's something that the government was actually accused of doing and like in a real IRL yeah <laughs> so the, the cover up is that um they burned a shit ton of the files like there was an okay. ex- there was an extensive research project project and the ones that were released said oh we gave a bunch of people LSD and they acted weird it was inconclusive <laughs> but there's like this whole heaping pile of ash over here and they're like eh, don't worry <laughs> right. about that so hmm. obviously there's no substantive evidence <clears throat> of what was burned but there's a there's probably a reason it was burned so it's things like that where I mean, even just keeping an eye on, um, like, internment of Japanese-Americans, that's something that's not really talked about that, a ton. Yes. It fucking happened, people. It ha- <laughs> right. I've always been so confused by that, how it it's literally almost basically a footnote in a textbook. Yeah. But, um, I mean, we can, we're still much more tolerant of racism towards Asian people. And I think the environment that would allow that sort of thing to happen, you know, you, there's a stereotypical, like, grandfather who fought in Vietnam and he still talks about killing Japs. Like, right. that was acceptable up until fairly recently. Right, yeah, sure. And they had the whole thing, I think it was, what was it, the Oscars, where they uh, they complained about not having enough no- representation from black people and then right. Chris Rock made fun of a bunch of little Asian kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah, he said something about, like, they were making the... The iPhones, or yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch it. It was it was a very stereotypical. Too many thing. white people. Too many white people. All right, let's try and get back on topic. Okay, yeah. Bit. Well, th- we can we can have this discussion another time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, um, can science and religion coexist? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That seems like an obvious answer. Well, the whole thing is that okay. So there's this Star Talk interview. You know how the general format he interviews. Richard Dawkins, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson interviewed Richard Dawkins, and then he had the panel. He had um, himself, he had Eugene Merman, who was hosting, and then he also had um, uh, James Martin, Reverend James Martin. Um, he's a Jesuit priest, so 
Actually, I looked this up, and it was um he had it's Reverend James Martin, comma S J. It means Society of Jesus, and I, I the, my first thought was social justice warrior. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh he's such an S J W. So yeah, um you had Dawkins who is staunchly like no, absolutely no, like the the entire interview could have just been Neil deGrasse Tyson being like can can science and religion coexist. He's like, no. And it's just that on a loop. It's just Richard Dawkins. I mean, there's more. He, he supports it. It's not like he's just saying it and then dismissing it. No. And he crosses his <laughs> Absolute, arms. Absolutely. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's just... I, I, I think that... I mean, religion is a pretty broad term. Uh, I think we're speaking... I think most of this we've been speaking pretty specifically about Christianity. Yeah. Because um, we're Americans of America. And I think that... Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of um, denominations of Christianity that are very reasonable yeah. and believe in science and aren't creationists. And Well, there's something that Neil said um, that most scientists... Neil? Yeah. <laughs> I, I call him by a first name. Okay. My, we're on a first name basis. That's fine. Yeah, Neil, he goes, well, most scientists up until this point were, were religious, usually Christian. Is he religious? Uh No. I think he's commented on this and says he doesn't like to apply terms to it because there's a lot of baggage there, but he's basically agnostic. Agnostic. He's like, well, if you could supply me with proof, with subjective proof, with objective proof, then I would change my mind in an instant. It's Bill Nye does the same thing. Right. Prove me wrong. I encourage it. They encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, So the the Jesuit priest said something that I found incredibly, I don't know, it, it was a touching thing. It said that, Science and religion both come from the same place. They go. They both come from a place of wonder. It's just like standing on top of a mountain and seeing the vastness and seeing like all the detail in the huge landscape there. I think that was actually Neil's experience. He said, "I really had a lot of awe for the universe." Right. In that moment when I was standing, and he said he he, uh, I think he was camping, and he looked up at the stars, and it was just a moment. Very, I mean, that's it's spiritual. Yeah, I think that's that's a lot of what it is. Um, I actually had a moment like that. I watched the eclipse a couple months ago. And yes, I just imagined. Over the summer. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I imagined like a miniature version of it, um, of like three balls and you one. could kind of like visualize yeah, what I was actually happening. Yeah, I visualized it in my head and then I looked around and everything looked flat and I was like how huge does the <laughs> earth have to be? And obviously you know I've seen statistics on how many miles it is but like that intuition for how huge is it's uh, I mean you can't even it's it's like infinity. Yeah you it, know, it you, feels like you that. You can't really grasp it. Yeah and then I <clears> thought <throat> about how far away the moon is and how far away the sun is how huge the sun is and I had I was going to give me a panic attack. (laughs) I was familiar with all these statistics, and suddenly it just clicked. And I almost cried. It was crazy. I I had a similar moment watching that same eclipse. It wasn't anywhere near as calculated, but it was very much just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is happening. You know, we're... we're, I'm, I'm, like, watching... Um... I can say the the big part about it was seeing the shadow of the earth. Yeah, I was like, "That's us <laughs> up there. That's the shadow of the fucking earth." I don't know. It was very. It was very. Uh, I was like, I felt big. Yeah, I feel like probably typically you would feel small. I felt small. I felt big. I was Did like, 
that's me up there. I felt unstable. Like I felt like I was gonna fall off. Yeah, I feel like that right now. This conversation is giving me a little bit yeah. of a panic attack. <laughs> kind of makes you aware if we're actually moving super fast. Right. Like, like we're s- rotating on a ball that's going. I don't. It's some incredible number. Um, of how fast it's going, and then that is going around the sun, and then the sun is moving through the galaxy, and so on. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson could go much larger. I mean, there's no way this all happened by chance. <laughs> no way. See, that's the thing. What though. if by the end of this, we just we're like, oh, we convert shit. ourselves. They're right. <laughs> yeah, but it's. Um, I think that I think a lot of people are coming from a similar place, and that's, if I'm not mistaken, that was a large part of. Um, Shit, I'm blanking on it. If I'm not mistaken, that was a large part of Kafka. He said God is dead. And the point was that people were moving to a more secular mindset. So as if you use both science and religion to explain the universe, as we understand more about the universe scientifically, you need less understanding from religion. So that role shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. But the social role doesn't, which is why I think we need an atheist church. We need a place where atheists can gather. <clears throat> Until the fantastic day when religion disappears, disappears and there and inherently atheists will no longer exist because because that religion, lack of belief is right. not juxtaposed. Well, I don't I don't think that religion will ever completely disappear. I think it'll just oh, yeah. not be in the current state. You know, like it won't it won't be as such a uh, prominent cultural institution. Yeah, it's not. It won't be an institution. That's I think that's a you big think it thing. won't be an institution at all. Um, Do you think it'll become more of a personal experience rather than a social experience? I don't. I don't know. I mean, that's such a hard thing to. I mean, yeah, I can't predict I'm, where I'm going to be in five years. How am I supposed to? <laughs> right. No. Or an entire. <laughs> um, I mean, th- we don't. We don't sacrifice people anymore. We don't believe that the sun. Right. Is, that's too bad. Is <laughs> is motivating our, our like our actions? Right. We're not the angry. center of the universe. Yeah. And the so, earth isn't flat. So Nat, I think just inherently as we continue to uh to understand more, we're gonna understand less religiously. Yeah, that's fantastic. I I agree. It's just I the whole podcast is about how there's other perspectives and I just I'm still I still think that's a good thing that yeah. religion is gonna disappear. Eventually. Yeah, it's I mean this and we didn't even really touch on this, but religion a lot of it um, ends up fueling a lot of hate. Um, I don't know about that though. I, like I was saying earlier, I think that people are a certain way at a given time and they bring that to their religion. I think okay. if you are hateful, then it's, you, you know, if they weren't using a certain religion to justify it, they, they would, would be use using cultural else. ties. They would be using political, you know, fuck. Yeah. Man, yeah. People are just shitty then. Yeah. See, I guess that's why I want to believe that religion um, is the cause of that because the other it's a good narrative. The, the other answer is that people are just terrible people. Yeah, and well, religion. You, some people are terrible. Sometimes. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I, I guess when you get um, when you start taking you know radicalists, the Westboro Baptist Church, for example, there's no way that's just um, you know them God speaking through them. Right. You know, there's no way that they were just one day they were in church, they were like, what did he say? <laughs> Protest a soldier's funeral? Gotcha, well, God. They, I mean, they legitimately believe that. They think that, you know, God is punishing the country for um, for allowing gays to become, like, part of our society. So 
our soldiers are being killed. So that's why they protested the soldiers' funerals. Like, there's always a justification. Right. They believe what they're doing is good and it's working because they have a really tight-knit family and they study the scripture very intently. So they justify. And then those justifications trigger other actions. I think that's the real problem is that when when you have something that's good that you are are gaining from but you have to justify it because you're not doing it for the right reasons, yeah. then those justifications take form and, and – um, they trigger other actions. That's like the whole Donald Trump thing. I've said this like for what months now. The, the Republicans were doing things that didn't do it for the right reason, so they had just to justify it. And suddenly, those justifications are triggering actions in Donald Trump supporters in Donald Trump's campaign. Okay. And the Republicans are all angry. Well, they kind of created. They they set the stage for it. They, yeah. They they created a um a, a subculture within themselves that allowed for it to get to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to say this real quick on my my notes, I, I I I had written down just the words atheism, God isn't real, and ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> Those are supposed to be meaningful things to they, remind you of something. <laughs> yes, they're all notes to myself. Um, note to self, ball sack. Note to self, ball sack. Apparently, if you say ball sack and play it backwards, it sounds like asshole. Uh oh, we gotta try this. So. If you guys want to know what it is that I do with my free time, <laughs> it's shit like that. <laughs> um, speaking of assholes, oh yeah, I think this is a pretty, this is a good place to be right now. Uh, I don't like the word atheist because atheists are assholes. Yeah, I had that written down. Um, yeah, that's definitely a general perception. I think if you like, if you identify as an atheist, like you wouldn't open with that on a first date. Like, oh yeah, mom. You know, Pisces, don't believe in God. <laughs> I like Asian food. Right. <laughs> you know? um, and what I, kind I, of person would you would you be coming off as? I, I think the problem with that is... Uh, the anti-theist? Is, is, the, is the anti-theist. And that's kind of, like we were talking about earlier, Bill Maher. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Penn Jillette. These people who are um, atheists and are assholes. Well, I think Pendulette at the very least contributes uh compelling ideas. Like Bill Maher, I've never heard Bill Maher say anything. He doesn't new. create. He just yeah. like <laughs> he just takes other atheist things and is like, "I'm going to make a joke about it." But regardless about uh Penn is that I mean, he is an atheist and he is an asshole about it. Yeah, he does. He, he does, does he does create absolutely. He opens up a lot of really good dialogues, but you, you know, and I feel, and that's the thing is that those are the atheists that you see; those are the radicalists. That and that's what people associate with it. Assuming atheists are assholes is the same thing as assuming Muslims are terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, wow, that's fair. You know, actually, there's there's a a joke on on the internet that whatever <laughs> subject you talk about, there's a relevant XKCD comic. <laughs> so i i got this xkcd xkcd comic and if you if you're not familiar with this you probably are actually familiar with it just go to the website you'll recognize xkcd.com yeah uh it's two people talking it's like personally i find atheists just as annoying as fundamentalist christians and the other person says well the important thing is that you found a way to feel superior to both <laughs> and i think that's pretty much what we're doing here yeah 
Yeah, we're better than the than the fundamentalist Christians. We're also better than all the other atheists. Than all the other atheists. And you are. should listen to our podcast because of it. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking <laughs> earlier uh, about like, man, fuck us. That we, that we think anyone might actually want to listen to us talking about this stuff. Yeah, but I mean, if you have made it this far, thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, we have um, we have Facebook, facebook.com slash... Uh, flipping the narrative. Oh, do you know the phone we number? Have, oh, I'm looking up the phone number right now. We have okay. a phone number for people to leave. We also have a, We have a Twitter. Yep. It's at narrative flip. Yeah, yeah, at narrative flip. And we have a website, flippingthenarrative.com. And we've got a voice. All right, so you can call in. Let me just find this. And we'll probably we'll probably say this a couple of times. Yeah. But uh, there's a a number that you can call and you can leave us a voicemail, and. Th- do you want to do the playing it live thing? Playing it live. Like, like without us hearing it first. There's a chance. There's a chance that. W- yeah. There's a chance that we will um. Any uh, voicemail that you leave us, we're not gonna listen to it beforehand, and we're just gonna play it. Um, while we're recording, and yeah, just we'll respond to you on air. I mean, yeah. if you say some crazy shit, we're just gonna cut you out. But if it's a legitimate thing, yeah, you will hear our reli- our legitimate first responses. Or if you say some crazy shit and it's funny enough, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to try to play that card, <laughs> go for it. DJ Felony, this is a fantastic opportunity for you to get a hold of us. Please, like, we're gonna keep doing this until I know we're kind of presenting it as a joke, but well, I keep saying over and over again, it's not a it's joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, 716-202-9164 is the number. 716-202-9164. Also, uh, DJ Felony, if you think we're being dicks and uh, you don't want to be on the show, please also let us know, because otherwise we're just going to be wasting this time on the podcast (laughs) reaching out to you each week. I never want to not talk about DJ Felony on this podcast, though. I went went through Taco Bell the other day again, and I laughed so hard seeing his bumper sticker (laughs) on the caution pole again. (laughs) My guess is that he probably didn't put it there himself, but who knows. Oh, man, I hope he did. I hope he did, too. Yeah, so, uh, flippingthenarrative.com, twitter.com slash narrative flip, facebook.com slash flippingthenarrative. 716-202-91. Six four. Get at us. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs>